don't wanna be Just someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, no Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This is The Truth For Youth with Micah Murphy, and I am the host, Micah Murphy. Guys, today we are going to talk about something a little different than maybe some of our normal topics where we're talking about stuff that's relevant and maybe stuff that you can immediately apply to your life, like a topic or an issue. Today's going to be a little different in the sense that I'm setting up a future talk. I'm setting up something that we're going to talk about next week. Um, so the conversation came up between me and, and one of my college students, and we were just talking about, um, you know, kind of what sin is and maybe some of the things that teenagers struggle with that maybe they don't realize is a sin, that perhaps they think it's more, you know, okay, maybe it's not right and maybe it's not, you know, Christ-like or very Christian in some of the actions, but it may not be necessarily a sin. It's not necessarily something that God says in the Bible, do not do this. However, a deeper understanding maybe of Scripture or of God's love or God's intention really reveals that it probably is sin, or in in the case of the things that he was saying, it definitely is sin. But um, I started thinking about, you know, okay, well, how do we how do we approach this p- particular topic or the topic of sin? And uh, the student was suggesting that we, you know, talk about the Ten Commandments, which brought up this thought and um, really, I guess, the conversation of the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament and the New Testament and that confusion maybe about some of the Old Testament laws versus the New Testament. And honestly, I it is confusing, okay? So there is definitely times when you're like, well, okay, why is this still a sin, but maybe this other stuff isn't because there seems like there's kind of some strange laws in the Old Testament, but yet they don't really, you know, uh, still consider that laws for a New Testament. And it does get confusing. And it, it made me think of a book that I read by Andy Stanley called Irresistible. Um, I, I do think it's a good book. It, it may start off you thinking, what in the world is Andy talking about? But really, I think you need to give the book a try, and you really need to probably read the entire book before you make your opinion on, you know, what he's talking about, because it does kind of sound confusing a little bit in the beginning of his book, because it almost makes it sound like he's saying, um, you know, throw out the Old Testament, don't even use the Old Testament, don't read it, you know, but that's not what he's saying. He's just trying to distinguish you know, make a better distinction, that is, between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Anyways, he after I read that book, it really opened my eyes to maybe there's a lot more confusion out there than sometimes, you know, I think as a pastor, a youth pastor, or whatever, about people that don't have a greater understanding of the Bible. Because, yes, as newer generations come along, they don't have maybe the this, the, uh, the biblical background that maybe we had or I had growing up. And so taking into consideration that people that don't really understand the Bible and don't really understand maybe God's story of creation and, you know, the story of the Israelites and and how, you know, they were in bondage in Egypt and and the whole story of the Old Testament, how that is very confusing for people when all of a sudden you start telling them about Jesus and, and these new commandments. So again, going back to what I'm talking about today. I really want to help 
make a distinction between Old Testament and New Testament and how those go together, but yet how they're also separate. So hopefully after today's podcast, you, the listener, will have a better understanding of you know, really what the Old Testament is about and the New Testament without really giving you a whole lot of quote-unquote boring details, okay? I'm going to try to make this very simple and concise and not go into great detail, okay? So, obviously, the Bible is the inspired Word of God, okay? Old and new. But if you look at the Old Testament, you know, obviously God had picked a people group, a nation, the Israelites, okay, that he really wanted to distinguish them. He wanted to set them apart and do something great through them. That was the people he picked. That was the nation that he picked, again, to really spread his word, his message, and kind of um, setting up the rest of what his plans were for the world of salvation so he chose the, the Israelites. He chose that nation to kind of use, right? So he wanted them to set, be set apart. He wanted them to look different, act different, be different. So after the, the Israelites were in bondage, enslaved in Egypt, and they came out of slavery, right? he raised up a man named Moses who, who brought them out of slavery, who brought them out of Egypt. Well, and during this, this next period of, of their life, well, God gives Moses these Ten Commandments. I'm sure you're familiar with the Ten Commandments, or at least have heard about the Ten Commandments. So he gives them these Ten Commandments, and the Ten Commandments are now the law, right? They are, are, they are what God has given these people, and he wants them to abide by these Ten Commandments and the law, and he, and he makes a covenant with them, okay? So a covenant is, is a promise, or it's an agreement. It's a kind of an understanding. It's a relationship, if you will. And so he makes this, this agreement with them, this promise with them. And he says, look, if you will obey my commands, and these Ten Commandments that I'm giving you, if you'll, if you'll just obey those as a nation, then I will protect you. I will keep my hand of protection on you. And in essence, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you as a, as a nation, you know, monetary military, you know, just kind of all over. But if you disobey, if you abandon my laws, if you abandon those Ten Commandments, then I'm removing my hand of protection, and I'm going to allow, you know, these foreign nations to come in, and they're going to attack you, and they're going to, you know, put you in slavery, and, and I'm no longer going to bless you as a nation. And that's what you see happening a lot in the Old Testament. It's, it's this cycle of sin is what some people refer to it as, where you know, the Israelites, they, they seek God, and they, and they want to please God, and they're obeying God, and it's this godly culture. Well, then they kind of start living the good life, right? And, and things are good, and they don't really need God anymore, and maybe they allow themselves to, to mix in with other cultures, and they take on these other pagan rituals and stuff, and next thing you know, they are worshiping false gods, or they just abandon the Ten Commandments, and then you see them go into decline. Well, God removes his hand of protection, foreign nations come in, they attack, then they wind up getting, you know, either completely demolished or maybe they're enslaved, they're in bondage, and then these people are now suffering. 
And then they begin to cry out, oh God, help us, help us, we need you, we need you, we're going to come back to you. And they call out to God, and then God uh, eventually would raise up someone, uh, a military leader, if you will, that would kind of raise up and help them get out of that bondage and kind of get back to being more of a prosperous nation. They, they are loving God and they're obeying God and all that good stuff. And then the cycle starts over, okay? So that's that cycle of sin. <clears throat> but I'm trying to get you to understand that that covenant, okay, that promise, that agreement that God made with the Ten Commandments, that was for a specific nation. That was ancient Israel. That's not me. That's not you. That's not present-day United States. Um, That was that specific group of people. And that promise wasn't made to each individual in the nation of Israel. It was made to the nation as a whole. So if you obey these commands as a whole, then I'm going to bless you. I'm going to protect you. If you abandon them, you're going to suffer as a whole. And that's why you would see even, even some of the righteous you know, people that were trying to still live by God's law and, and commandments, they, they too were you know, thrown in with uh, the group that got either demolished or put into slavery. Um, so that is kind of what the Old Testament looked like. And of course, uh, maybe some of the other things that you've heard in the Old Testament that kind of gets kind of you know weird, at least to today's culture, is animal sacrifices and even these burnt offerings. So again, well, that was part of kind of the old way of doing things. When you sinned against God, you broke one of those commandments. You had to go to a high priest because you yourself weren't able to go into um, the Holy of Holies, the temple, the, the presence of God. So you had to have a high priest do that for you. And they would make a sacrifice for you, but you had to bring the sacrifice, okay? So it was either maybe a grain or it was your, your best you know, sheep or cow or whatever it was, depending on, depending on the sin and depending on what the offering was. But, but there, there was a, a sacrifice to show that, guess what? If you sin, if you, if you commit a sin, if you do something against God, then there's a punishment. There, there has to be consequences to that. So in turn, they had to sacrifice something, and that's where the grain or the, the unblemished animals would come into play. So along with that, you had all these other kind of weird, crazy laws. Like there were over 600 different laws that all these people had to abide by. All right, well, then you finally get to the New Testament or the New Covenant, and really, uh, Andy, Andy points this out, but it does make sense. He, he says he wishes the Bible were titled Old Covenant and New Covenant because I think sometimes we just kind of you know, don't think about it. We say the Old Testament, New Testament, and we don't really know what that means. We just kind of think, okay, this is the older before Jesus, and then this is the New Testament, which is the later, the latter that after Jesus came. But in reality, what he's saying is this is the Old Covenant. This was the covenant God made with these people. But then once Jesus comes, there's a new covenant. There's a new agreement. There's this new promise that God makes. And that's where I come into play. And that's where you come into play. All right, so, okay, Jesus comes on the scene. And this is the passage that it says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 17. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, He says, 
Don't assume that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Um, Again, you know how I like different translations. So the message says this. Don't suppose for a minute that I have come to demolish the scriptures. Either God's law or the prophets. I'm not here to demolish, but to complete, I'm going to put it all together. All right, so again, what Jesus is saying, because not only did you have the law, right, and you had his commandments, but you also had prophets along the way that were saying, one day there's a Messiah coming, right? Like one day the law will get fulfilled with this Messiah, with this future Savior. Well, they were they were referring to Jesus. So when Jesus comes along, that's what he's saying at this point. He's like, look, I didn't come to destroy the law. I didn't come to destroy the Ten Commandments and, and all that, but I did come to fulfill it. I did come to complete it, meaning that it's done. It's it's over, um, and now there's going to be this new covenant, this this new relationship. All right, so the new one is this promise that Jesus makes to us that now we can have forgiveness of sins, and now we can have salvation and eternal life um, and now we can have spend eternity with God if, if we commit our lives to Jesus, if we believe that Jesus was the Son of God, lived a perfect life, died on the cross for our sins, was dead, but yet rose from the grave to prove that he conquered death and to prove that he conquered sin. So if we believe that, the Bible tells us, then we're saved. And that's what Jesus is saying. This is the promise that I'll make you. I promise you that you can be forgiven of your sins, that you can spend eternity with God if you just commit your life to me, right? If you believe in me. And that promise isn't made to a specific nation. That's not a promise to ancient Israel like the first covenant, the first promise. This covenant, this promise is made to all of us as individuals. So it's up to each of us as an individual, not as a whole. It can't be, oh, the United States is doing this or Israel's doing that or, you know, whatever. It's got to be an individual effort, okay, which is good news. That's great news for us. We're not, we're not being held to those Ten Commandments. But, and this is something we're going to talk about more in the next podcast and in next week's podcast is more about, okay, well now what are the laws and, and what are the commandments? Do we still have the 10 commandments? If we do, do we still abide by those? Or we throw them out the window or are there new, is there a new 10 commandments? I mean, what, what do we have in place? Um, but again, that's, that's for next week's lesson. Um, there's an interesting, an interesting statement that Andy made that I, I want to read his quote when he's talking about, again, the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, how, again, that Old Covenant was this promise of protection and this promise of obedience. So it was always like, oh, if you'll just obey God, you'll get blessed. And and really, there's a lot of talk like that in today's world where we say, oh, well, you're being punished by God because you've been dis- disobedient, which that could be the case, but that's not a direct promise from God um, or a covenant like like it was in the Old Testament, and vice versa. We just say, oh, well, if if we're being these good, faithful Christians, we're going to be blessed. 
we're going to have all sorts of wealth and riches and you know power or whatever and, and that's that is preached but that is not biblical that's not what god promised with the new covenant with the new um the new testament if you will so what andy put in his book again i thought was a good quote in his book irresistible this is what he says to put it in broad terms under the old covenant when you obeyed you were blessed when you disobeyed you were punished under the new covenant when you obey you may suffer if you disobey the world may applaud you and you may even prosper <laughs> so it's almost this inverse relationship right like dang well kind of in some degrees it seems nice to be in the old testament because you knew gosh if i just obey god you know and some of us can think oh if i just obey my parents like good things are going to happen i'm going to be blessed um and then right the opposite is true. You know, if you're going to disobey your parents, you're probably going to get punished. Same thing if you disobey God, you're probably going to get punished or, you know, you're not going to be protected like you normally would. Um, but now it's, it's kind of flip-flopped a little bit. Not that God is punishing you for obedience. However, the world may punish us to some degree because the world doesn't want us following Jesus, right? The world is is a fallen place. It, it is broken. It's full of sin. Satan has allowed a lot of control and a lot of power on this earth and during this time. So in some degrees, yeah, if we follow Christ, we may get punished. And you don't have to look far. Look at the New Testament. Look at the disciples. Look what they went through. So if we look at the disciples and think, okay, well, those are the guys that were like, really into it, right? They were, they were following Jesus. They were living day to day and, and really under his teaching, and they were trying their best to, to be the, the solid followers and leaders of this new movement, the way, of, the way of Jesus. And yet they were, man, they were punished. They were beaten. They were imprisoned. They were murdered, right? Like it, it wasn't good for them. And on the flip side, if you look around the world and some of the people that you see are living lives that are definitely not glorifying God, right? Like they're living very selfish, um, prideful, just living in the world, just committing all sorts of, of sins. And it looks like they're getting blessed. It looks like they're being rewarded for that. And that may be the case. It's not the case for everybody. Just like it's not the case just because you, you're a faithful follower of Christ, you're going to you know, have a horrible you know, life of persecution. That's not necessarily the case either. But it, it, it is a possibility, okay? And that's really what I want you to understand. That's the possibility of what could happen. Now, where does that bring us, okay? Well, that brings us going into, so what are we supposed to do, like, Okay, so if we don't really have the old covenant, the, the Ten Commandments, then why don't we still talk about them? And again, leading into, well, Jesus said he came to fulfill it. Well, does that mean we still have to obey it, or do we have new, new commandments? So that's our topic for next week. We're going to jump into that a little bit more in detail. Didn't want to, didn't want to overdose you with too much of, uh, of this information. I know it can be a little overwhelming, so I want you to get this, digest this a little bit. 
And then we will get into that next week and kind of get into a little bit more specifics of, of what that looks like. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Again, if you're finding value in these podcasts, please share them. You know, and, and if you haven't left those reviews, leave a review. Let other people know. Because if you see the reviews, then they will say, hey, you know what? This podcast is apparently beneficial to somebody. Let me hop in there. So be sure you're sharing it. Tell other people. Um, leave the reviews, if you will. That's how we help this podcast grow. And again, if you have questions or comments, guys, feel free to email me. My email will be in the link in the description. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Just title it Truth for Youth Podcast, and I'll be sure to uh, get back to you as quick as I can on that. Guys, I love you. Praying for you. Uh, I want you to be successful. I want you to understand this stuff. Hopefully today makes things a little bit more clear because I know, hey, sometimes the Bible's confusing and, and it can get very confusing when you start looking at the Old Testament, New Testament. Now think about it as the Old Covenant, the Old Promise, the Old Agreement versus the New Covenant, the New Agreement. Okay, and we're under that new one. That's, that's for us. And that's not going to ever be replaced, at least not until Jesus comes, okay? So we don't have to worry about a New Covenant. That's us. That's the promise God gave us. That's the fulfillment uh, of Jesus so, guys, we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Until then, bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we are.